0: This is the Power of Genetics podcast, a podcast designed to help visionary practitioners build a more successful practice, transform more lives, and lead their patients into the future of personalized health. In each episode, I'll interview successful practitioners and leading thought leaders who will share their insights and expertise to help you prepare your practice for what lies ahead. I'm your host, Dr. Yael Jaffe. And now... Let's get into today's episode. A big good morning to Susan Allen, a friend and colleague who I've been working with for gosh, many, 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 many years. A big welcome to the Power of Genetics
1: podcast, Susan. Oh, wow. Thank you, Dr. Jaffe. This is um, Yale. but Yes, indeed. We've been working forever. I'm honored to be here. And I'm excited to talk with you today. I'm sure we have a lot to share.
0: Absolutely. And I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. You know, I have known your name and of you for so long. And it's quite funny because usually it's the opposite. You're introducing me. (laughs) Today, I get to introduce you, which is wonderful. And, you know, so much of the time we're busy setting up webinars and discussing work. And we never really get to talk about your why your how your what like how did you get to this amazing place? so for the benefit of everyone who's listening in please tell us let's just start right at the beginning because as we always say no one wakes up in the morning kind of having a huge impact you know you start somewhere you have a first moment of inspiration where you say I'm going to be a dietitian and I'll say so tell us who you are because remember like no one knows like what your beginnings are what your degrees are and your why, like, why did you even start in dietetics? And then we will start exploring this amazing journey, which has brought you to where you are today, where you have this incredible impact on functional nutrition and changing how nutrition is taught, understood, and practiced.
1: Wow, yeah. Okay, well, let's see, how much time do we have? <laughs> as I'll as try to be <laughs> Okay, so honestly, Yeah, I became a dietitian a little bit later in the game. That was after a professional career in fitness training and professional dancing. And so I was always in a health sort of related field, but more from the physical end. And because of that, I was very connected to nutrition personally, because you have to be when you work in fitness and dance. And I just said, uh, working in health clubs, I looked around and I went, I could run this health club. Uh, I might just here as a fitness instructor. And so you could, well, and that's when I said, oh, I guess I probably have to go back to college and get like a fitness management degree. And it was funny because I, that's exactly my path. That's what I did. And I took a a nutrition class as an elective. It was interestingly enough on vitamins and minerals, which wasn't in the regular dietetic program, It was, but it was an elective. And I thought, oh, and that was it. I just went, oh, oh, this is what I want to do. (laughs) <laughs> this is it. This is fascinating to me. And so I immediately switched gears, went over to the dietetic department, signed myself up and got in there and quickly became disillusioned. Unfortunately, how, how long did it take you? It only oh. took me three weeks. How long did it take you? It was a matter of weeks because yeah. I quickly realized that what I was learning, it was about how to be the dietitian in the hospital how to yep. work with all the sick people with you know the serious illnesses and i went oh wait hello i'm in the wellness industry i want to i want to get people well i want to keep them well i want to prevent them from getting to that i don't want to work in a hospital i don't see that for myself ever and that was right there that designation drove the rest of my training and it's been driving my career ever since i went through it all i did what i had to do i did Good my internship i got my yeah. degree i got my yeah. rd Check the box. And, and they said, you know, when I graduated with honors, they said, okay, now you're going to go for your master's, right? And I said, no, I'm going to go open up a practice. And they went, oh, no, you have to work in a hospital for a year first before you do anything. I said, no, I think I'm going to open up a practice. And <laughs> so I did. So, so tell me this. I have to so I'll tell you that like,
0: there's so many parallels between our stories because like I started in architecture, then went to nutrition. I started dietetics thinking it was going to, teach me health as you well know it didn't the first thing they taught me was that I could use chocolate cake and ice cream with my patients in the hospital right yeah so because it gave you calories you know protein carbohydrate energy health. calories out. <laughs> and so I endured and I finished my degree ticks of boxes but I was an awful student I was in absolute pain for my lecturers so I want to know what kind of student were you were you as awful as me did you give them a harder time? Come on. I know you, Susan, there must have been an element of you giving them a lot of gray hair.
1: Well, I was, I always wanted to do things my way. No question. Anytime I could spin something around and make it more about wellness, I certainly did. Absolutely. And no, I didn't want to play the game and I, and they know it they knew it i went through the motions and yeah of course when you say all foods fit i went you know (laughs) i don't know that i believe that and (laughs) you know and then you look around you see all the corporate sponsors and hershey and every and then like wait a minute something just isn't right here it's not mixing up right so i couldn't wait to just get all the credentials and then move on and do what i wanted to do i wanted to make that bigger difference but you know it's interesting i i took on the brainwashing i'm the nutrition expert now and and i and i went out into the world in my practice and i thought somehow i didn't feel like the nutrition expert because i looked around and i had people and i applied the usual calories in calories out I the menu fans, in. exchanges I, I had my diet exactly i had my yeah. diet for this diagnosis, diagnosis and my diet for that diagnosis mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. thought i was the catch me And then sometimes people did do very well and sometimes they just didn't. And then they drop out and I'd be like, huh, but I was bound and determined. So I, I was always out there. I, I got in with a a health writer for the Chicago Tribune because I was from Chicago. So I was, starting to be interviewed, and a little bit more well known. And I remember I had a a chiropractor call me and say, Oh, you seem like just the right person who, you know, more into wellness and what have you, I think I'm gonna want to refer patients to you. So come on over here, let's talk. And I okay. And he said, Have you ever heard of Jeff Bland? And at that time, I was very young. And I was like, No, so this was 30 years ago. (laughs) Uh, Jeff Bland who? And he goes, You don't know Jeff Bland? and and he's well well you need to know jeff (laughs) blam and i was like okay and so sure enough he plops this three inch book from the last year's workshop with jeff blam into my lap and says borrow this from me see what it's all about he's coming into town next month you need to get there and i went oh, okay, and I looked at it, and I went, oh, this is interesting, and he he says, there's a whole other world of nutrition out there that you don't know, Susan, but but you, I can tell, will fit right in, and I went, okay, and I took it on as a challenge, and sure enough, I went to my first Jeff Bland conference, and I'll tell you, Things were flowing over my head like woof, woof, woof and he's citing research off the top of his head. He's and still and doing that, Susan. He's, I know, doing right does. He's, a, he's an amazing man. And and that <laughs> bottom line is, I knew at that very moment that I was home. I was where I wanted to be. This is what I thought nutrition would be. I knew enough to know that now I didn't know what I needed to know. What you need to know. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, but you also and, knew that there was a place for you. Right, you, but it, I, it, I took, I took it on as a mission. I took it on as a yeah. mission. I found other mentors. And funny, they'd say the same thing. Well, Susan, there's a whole other world in nutrition out there. You're going to have to learn it. And at that time, resources for learning were not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, there was nothing. You know, and then this health writer, and, and he calls me about an interview for dairy. Is dairy really good food? Is that it, it, all the children really need their dairy for their growing bones? And and oh man, we were on the phone for two hours, and then he wrote this big, huge article that went all the way across the country. And and no, milk wasn't always good food. And boy, did I buck the system because apparently the Mm -hmm. Dairy Council wrote a 91-page rebuttal. And so that was, and then I went and I learned everything I could. I went to every conference I could. I just threw myself in. I immersed myself. I went and did the CCN training, Certified Clinical Nutritionist, which was the only credential at that time. And I never looked back. And I watched my career flourish. It turned into what I never thought it would be. I was helping more people than I ever did before. I had so many more tools in my toolbox. It all made so much more sense. And it was all about going underneath the diagnosis and getting rid of the cookie cutter protocols and diets and making a difference like I never thought. But boy, did I have a learning curve. They weren't kidding. It's like dietary supplements. No, no, no. I was taught you can get everything you need from a good, dirty from diet, food. you know that yeah. mantra, right? Oh, you know, we're, we're still hearing that from a, oh, lot of, a lot of people. Oh GPs. my gosh. We're still hearing <laughs> so, that. So, I mean, fast forward, I have worked with some of the best functional medicine doctors. I have had private practice. I've been in integrative medicine clinics through hospitals, freestanding. I've had an amazing private practice. I've almost never had to market. I've had referrals lined up, eight-week waiting lists, more money than I ever thought, six figures, and barely had to try. It was just doing what I was loving doing. I was... Listening to people's stories, I was addressing them each as the individual they were, not their diagnosis, and it was making a difference. And it was wildly successful. I had so much professional respect. I was not just another dietitian at that point, although there was a challenge in the beginning. So I
0: was going to answer that because you were, you know, putting your head up out of the grass and at a time, to be honest, even now, when dietitians do that, they get cut down. So, tell me about your yeah. experience then the, the of first, what you the, endured. Because I know in my early 2000s, I was like a leper. When I was doing mutagenomics, people were like, it's science fiction. It's a yeah. career limiting move. I wasn't invited to speak anywhere. Like, I was literally like thrown out. I mean, so what was
1: your, your experience? Oh, I mean, oh,
0: did you yeah. stay with the academy? Did you stay? Uh, you
1: know, I chose to. I got involved in different Dietitians and Integrative and Functional Medicine, because that's the only place where I felt comfortable. Okay. And we as a group tried to elicit change. Oh, we were always met with the limitations and that got frustrating after a while. But for the most part, that's the group that's making the biggest difference. And I was very proud to be a part of that group mm-hmm. for many years in their leadership. But truly, it was. I just started Exiting stage left, if you will, because I wasn't asked to speak at regular dietetic conferences anymore. They didn't even interest me anymore. I was so frustrated, and I wasn't accepted. And they're there. They're like, "What? You work with supplements? What? You know?" And I don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I hit a challenge in the beginning on the other side as well. The functional medicine doctors, which they're like, oh, well, you're just a dietitian. You couldn't possibly know. You're not going to fit in here. So from both sides, I was sort of stuck in the middle because until I
0: developed. Functional medicine started primarily with doctors. I mean, now there's a huge number of nutrition, mm-hmm. but you're right. It really grew out of more medicine
1: than nutrition. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. And to this day, I know plenty of functional medicine doctors who still, they learn nutrition in their training to become functional, but it's still very limited in certain diets and supplements without the deep knowledge of the nutritional biochemistry to Mm -hmm. apply it appropriately. And now... With genetics, oh my gosh, everything's exploding. I have never been more excited about what I do. I mean, first of all, I had so much success. I looked around at the rest of my profession and I said, oh, wait a minute. Now, you know, dietitians are low man on the totem pole. They don't get paid enough. They don't have enough professional respect from their peers and from their higher ups. And it's, that needs to change. Because if I've had all this success, So should everybody else. There should be more money to be made. There should be more autonomy. People should have more confidence in what they do. They should be more effective. They should love what they do the way I do. So I started mentoring. I just started mentoring. People would be like, what are you doing? Can I come, you know, be a fly on the wall in your office for a day? Yeah, come on, come on, let's, and mentoring. Mentoring turned into group mentoring, which then flourished into where I am today, an international online training program for healthcare professionals who want to focus who are nutritionists or they want to focus on nutrition in their practice because it's it's their way it's my mission to up level the whole profession and medicine in general i want nutrition to have its rightful place in medicine where it belongs i want to help empower clinicians to use it at the highest level to make the biggest difference and we know when you bring in the genetics and you start looking at the physiology and the biochemistry nutrition is the driver and if we truly functional medicine says we go underneath the diagnosis we work from the inside out, we look at all the underlying core imbalances that allowed somebody to get that diagnosis, right? Well, if we're really doing that, we have to understand how nutrition fits in with genetics, how that changes the milieu, even at the cellular level, and what that does for somebody's health expression. And how much more control we have over that than we ever thought. It's empowering. It's exciting. You love what you do. You have a higher earning potential. You have more autonomy. You have more confidence. There's more people who go through my very comprehensive training program. Very now, comprehensive. I make it comprehensive on <laughs> purpose. Like, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it responsibly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You're going to be the most effective you can be. This is not a low level, this is not mm-hmm. top layer stuff. We go deep. And I make sure that's happening on purpose because, again, it's about uplifting. It's about putting nutrition in its proper place in medicine. And it's about having everybody understand what that is. And for me, genetics has been the game changer.
0: That. We're going to come back to that, but I just want to go back. I just know that I love the part where you started mentoring, then you started group mentoring. So first of all, two things that come to mind. One is there was a time where the only words we heard were functional medicine. And then I would say like in the last five years, functional nutrition started having its own language, its own discourse, its own ownership. And that is due to really, to be honest, yourself and Kathy Swift and Sheila, like, I feel like the two of you, the three of you have really taken ownership of functional nutrition and brought into the world because until then, nutrition was part of functional medicine and was lost in the milieu of functional medicine as kind of an afterthought. Yeah. And I think what you and you have done, have taken it and given it, put it in the sun and said, actually, we're not just a module of functional medicine, we're functional nutrition and we are the alternative to study nutrition. We are the future of nutrition Absolutely. and it stands alone. And I think it's really important we say that because, and maybe there's some others. Of course, Ruth DeBusk. How can I get yeah. Ruth? Because oh, yeah. yeah, that's a bit bad of me, isn't it? And I just actually recorded yeah. an amazing podcast with Ruth last week because Ruth started NutriGenomics and she did the same thing. She said, it's not enough that functional nutrition is part of functional medicine, but in its own right, is his own field of study, it's his own category, and it needs to be studied and addressed with the same seriousness. And that's what they're doing, building it into medical residencies, is teaching functional nutrition. So for me, like you guys are the elite who brought it out and said, We're not a side effect of functional medicine. Functional nutrition is the future of nutrition. It needs serious study, it needs yeah. commitment and engagement. Yeah. And I always laugh is almost like unlearning to relearn is a lot of what you're doing, sadly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which is, the, we can talk about that. But between you guys, you really changed the learning landscape and created a new nutrition. And about, oh, God, I don't remember, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I read this, oh, I wrote this terrible article. It wasn't terrible, actually, it was very, saying that, and I'll probably be cried and grilled and cast aside for what I'm going to say. But, you know, that, that dietetics as a profession had been a failure. And I did. I said it. I wrote it. I published it. It's true. I still stand by it. And that we needed to provide an alternative. My thought exactly. And it's people like yourself who have done that. Yeah. So tell me about the time. Because so many of these conversations I have in this podcast are about courage and boldness right mm-hmm. so tell me about the time where you you went from i've got a mentoring i'm doing group mentorship which incidentally was how we started out 3 x as well started off with mentorship and group mentorship and then flipped into what well, i better build a genetic test that goes with my mentorship and then you decide to build next level functional nutrition and this whole huge global education company that will now give functional nutrition its own place in the landscape. Tell me about
1: that moment. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you akin to what you just said a second ago, one of the mantras that I say all the time to my students, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. And that was the thing I worked with interns and they were like, Oh my gosh, we're not learning this stuff in school. And I I went, yeah. (laughs) And then interns would want to stay a whole year and work with me. And, and for free. <laughs> and, then, and then I had other colleagues, dietitians already who were like, what are you doing over there? Can I come see? Can I come do it? And then I started getting phone calls and emails. Oh, I wish I lived in Chicago. I, I'd just be there. I'd be with you. I would work with you. I would do it for free. I want to learn what you're doing because it sounds like what you're doing is kick butt. And I was like, it is. It's pretty darn cool. I gotta say, I high five the doc as we walked down the hall. You know, it's like we rock today. Look at another great case. You know, cool. this is awesome. I had autonomy to order whatever labs I wanted to. I would have the doctor Fucking come to me on. and say, "Look at this lab. What do you think?" Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Ah. Like, Something Mm -hmm. I never dreamed of. So yeah, yeah, I was frustrated. This is a long time ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, that's it. You know what? I'm tired of waiting around for the traditional dietetic programs to catch up. And, you know, at the most they were talking about fish oil and maybe probiotics. And it was like, no, 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 no. At this rate, we're never going to get there. That's not fair to the profession. We need to get uplifted. We need to take the rightful place. We need to learn what we need to learn that I'm now new I didn't know it before, but then I found out and I was bursting at the seams. So then, yeah, I said to these folks, don't worry, you don't have to be in Chicago. I'm going to start an online thing. We get together. I think my first group was 14, 14 dietitians. And it was like, a oh, I don't know, a four month program. It was like, it was so you know, that turned into six that turned into a year that turned into 30 people. Next thing you know, it's hundreds and thousands now that I've trained over the years. I'm a 10-year anniversary, 10-year anniversary. That's amazing. And now I have doctors. I'll have nurse practitioners who will come in and pop into the training every now and then. It's very nutrition-driven. But if they want to have that nutrition focus, and invariably, it's funny because whenever that happens, always at the end, they have said, whoa, whoa. I never knew nutrition went this deeply. There's no way I can do all this in my practice now that I see how much it is. I need to know which grads you have from your program in my area because I need to hire one of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because now I get it. Right. Now I get it. So, you know, one mentorship turned into, and now it's a full. Over 300, 350 hours. It's a three, four-year program unless you, you know, do multiple tracks at once. And I'm proud as punch, let me tell you. For everything I do, and I continually update it, I continually expand it, and it's all for that passion. That passion that I have to empower my colleagues and anybody else who, who's qualified and wants to use more nutrition in their practice. It's a game changer. It's going to make a difference. And I've never looked back and I still do private mentoring. So I've still, I, I oh, don't maybe? I didn't know, I didn't know. I do not know that. I don't know when i don't know when but i do i do and it's on the complex cases because it's all about it's not just book learning you can't just read the book it's you experience. can't just hear the lecture you've got to apply it so we have group application we have group grand rounds where we actually take live cases real life cases and we work them up through it's bringing everything to application that i teach and it's practice 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 because that's what gives you confidence and we are. We're making a huge difference. And so it's are. almost
0: ten-year anniversary. That is extraordinary because I don't know that everyone understands what the last ten years have been like if you haven't been in the system. And the last couple years have been better, definitely. <laughs> they're um, they're getting there. Yeah, they're getting there, but. Yeah. I would say your first five years must have been really
1: hard. Like It wasn't really even hard. functional yet at yeah. that point. Their functional didn't exist. No. It was just it medicine, holistic medicine. Yeah. And then it, it functionally evolved and boom, there it was. And then IFM just started taking off. I remember the first IFM conference I was at. There, I was one of like six dietitians in the whole room. <laughs> and now look at it, it's, and, and there was like three hundred. There was three hundred. We were so excited. There was three hundred. 300. Now that's, it's that's what? big for
0: IFM. Now it's like fifteen hundred, and they've like you. More. <laughs> I, I remember my my first function. My first IFM. My first IFM. I think was two thousand. Yes. And I think there was like 50 people in the room and then you would go next to it and be the same people and the same people. It's like all oh,
1: the same people. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we're still there. But, and um, now, now we get to powerful. speak at these conferences. Right now, you and I have both been, I spoke at Integrative Healthcare Symposium a couple of yeah. years back. It's like, and Kathy Swift no. has. And, you know, it's like, so I feel like I'm the proud mama because I feel like I got the ball uh-huh. rolling. And since then, yeah, we have other folks coming in, jumping in on the training game. I say the more the merrier because there's 80,000 mm-hmm. dietitians out there and there's plenty more other qualified practitioners who can bring more nutrition into their awareness and their practice. And it's like... Let's get them all. Line them up. Yeah. Come on. I understand. Let's, let's... And it's not just the
0: dietitians, right? I mean, right. this is the tip of the iceberg. Like, I feel like we're just getting started. We've actually done the hard work, which was actually just getting a voice. And it's taken yes. us like yes. ten years to find our voice. But we're at the tip of the iceberg because there's just so much out there. Know, when, when you hear like the vitriol around the using the word detoxification and, and stuff, we've got a long way to go. But here's the thing. So it takes a special kind of person to be so clinically accomplished like yourself and then build out an extremely impactful and successful business like you have. And I always laugh because the first webinar I did with you, I think I had the highest turnout at your webinar of any webinar I've ever done. Seriously.
1: You had a thousand registrations, my dear. A yes, thousand me.
0: registrations. Uh-huh. And I've never had that. I don't think I've had it since, to be honest. And uh, first of all, that was like a total shock to me, but also a lot because my whole team went hysterics because you have, you're such a natural salesperson <laughs> that you're like so clinically accomplished. You run a successful business, but you have this way about you that, but here's the thing, like yeah. there's a whole lot of practitioners listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, oh my God, Susan's amazing. She's so strong and powerful and smart and courageous and bold and energetic and, and, all, and you are and you all those things. But what's the advice that you would give to, and I'm sure you do give advice to your students, but let's go broader than your students and saying like, because I am sure exactly like you, I get so many practitioners reaching out to me saying, I want to make a difference in nutrition. I don't know what to study and I don't know what to do. What direction should I take to have that kind of impact? Should I do a dietetics degree or I've done my dietetics degree, but I don't know where to go now. That's a little bit of an easier one. But what is the advice that you're giving to those who want to be either really deep dive, kick-ass nutritionists on a one-on-one level or who want to be like you and really change the way, it? because I'm going to say this fundamentally, I believe that the you and the small group that we've discussed have fundamentally done what I always dreamed of doing, which is change the way nutrition is taught understood and practiced it is the new nutrition yeah so what is we need more of you you know we need to give you a bit of a break we need to give you a holiday. <laughs> like you should be tired by now how are we going to what is the advice we're going to give to the others to change the next version
1: nutrition new nutrition 2.0 Ah, oh, there you go well first of all i may never retire because i just love what i do too much i'm too passionate about it so there you go but I got to say, a lot of times it depends on the setting you're in, the area, the demographic area that you're in, the state or the country that you're in, and what are the rules, right? So sometimes you have to play the game, right? You have to follow the rules to get in, and then you can flip it to be what you want it to be. But it's about building confidence. It's about gaining the knowledge and skill set that you need to be able to practice at this level. And sometimes that means going above and beyond your traditional training. Now, I am a firm believer in you don't just have to be a dietitian to get this job done. I've fought licensure wars and I wasn't on the dietetic side. Ask anybody in Illinois, they'll tell you. And it's like, because guess what? There's plenty of other very qualified nutritionists out there who just decided not to go that route. That doesn't mean they should be blocked from practice. They're out here learning all this. They're They're being effective. They're doing the work but Mm -hmm. some states are not so happy with that. And they want to own, you know, dietitians are the only ones who should be the expert to do this. And I'm like, it's not true. But But if you're in like the state of Florida, or you're in certain other states, you got to be really careful. So I'm all for getting that you get educated, at least get the degree. And then From there, you step up with the extra knowledge that you need, go through the motions, get the piece of paper, get the pedigree, and then you're qualified, right? Then you get the experience, then you get the additional specialty training you need, then you get the fire. Once you have the fire and the excitement and now the expanded toolbox and get mentorship, right? Get the place where you can take your learning and turn it into something real, where you feel more confident in your application. Business, even private practices are where you have the most autonomy. We need business training for that. Thank God for the Leslie Patels in the world. So position yourself, Be love what you do, get to the place where you feel the most confident and you're the most effective, whether it's becoming a dietitian or not, but you want the pedigree. You want that I level agree. of
0: activity. That's the same advice I get. I was like, get the degree. It's not, and I don't care. You can become a naturopath, you can become a dietitian, you can become a chiropractor, yep. you can become a dentist. Like, get the degree. Yep. And yep. then start learning, right? Then you start building. Because what my experience of working with practitioners is the most extraordinary practitioners are not defined by their undergraduate degree and their primary qualification. They're defined by the choices they make once they qualified and what they do then, what they study, how they engage, what they learn. That's where I see the most extraordinary practitioners. I'm not particularly interested in that first degree. It doesn't define you, but you've got to get it. And that was my life. Like I got my dietetics degree, and so that's a tick. But I actually only started my journey after that, right? And it was everything I learned after that Mm-hmm. that enabled me to be able to have the impact that I'm having now, it was certainly was not my degree. So I was like, get the degree, do the work. It's like getting the T-shirt. Get the T-shirt. I totally agree. But do not think that your work is done when you've got that degree. Oh, your no. work begins. I thought it was. I thought oh, it was. I know. We, we were told it was, but it's, it's, it's not the truth. It's yeah. not the truth. You're the nutrition expert now. Go out and conquer the world. Yeah. In fact, was it Patrick Patrick Hannaway, Dr. Patrick Hannaway and Dr. Frank Lipman, when I did their podcast, they said when they were studying at medical school, they knew that medicine wasn't going to deliver what they needed. So they already, during medical school, I love Patrick Hannaway, he says, I worked out the minimum grades I needed to get through medical school. Because I knew that what was going to really impact me was all the other stuff that I would start learning aside, so I allocated enough time to medical school to pass, to get enough grades, and then I was studying acupuncture and Eastern medicine yeah. and yeah, and all those things, so that when he got out of me- medical school, he was better positioned. So he didn't even wait to finish. Me- and the prentleffins, another one, they both didn't wait to finish medical school before they started mm-hmm. learning everything oh. else. They did it simultaneously. And they didn't prioritize coming first in their class in medical school because they knew that there was so much out there. And I, and I think that's extremely valuable. Like you don't have to wait when you got the degree to start learning. You can be doing
1: functional nutrition, you can do nutrigenomics. Can, do I, can, I, yeah, can I just tell well, you on that same line, I love speaking to students. And then when they go into their internship and they, they're like, Chomping at the bit because they already get an idea from speaking with me when I go speak to student groups. Like, oh, wait a minute. That sounds like what I thought I was going to get when I kept, I'm going to check this out. And so I encourage. That when someone's an intern, they can take this training. They can't get certified until they have their degree, but the trainings can be long. <laughs> you know, I put a lot into this. We're starting yeah. detox right now and it's 52 hours for goodness sakes, yeah. right? So, so yeah, by the time you finish this and you can get certified, then yeah, you're, you're going to be qualified to do it, but you're gonna be here's the time. other, here's, and so they do. And I say, Ooh, there's no better. I have had I had them come back to me afterwards and go, "You're not going to believe this job I just got right out of the gate. Oh my god, I never would have dreamed la 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 on the flip side. I have 60-year-old dietitians who are just they're done, they're fed up, they're they even some of them quit and they're like, "Is it too late for me to learn this? Okay. Is it too I am like, "No, absolutely not. Let's go right now. You got a lot of life to live and ooh, it could be juicy." And They're like, all
0: right, I'm I gonna do it. And so we see it as well. Uh, you know, uh, they never we see it in the new space as well, where they've retired, yes. and then they like realize retirement is and then they come back and they study new genomics, and it's like a whole new career. It's like oh, uh, I didn't know like and the excitement and the engagement, you know, yeah. it's like the whole new career like, so I completely agree. Beanie. so it's never Beanie. too late and it's never too early. And I think that's the point. Like, don't, you know, I think from both us I'm saying like the same thing, like There's no excuse to wait to learn. Like there's no excuse. If you take one credit, if you just start reading, like whatever you can do, like don't think that just you have to get the degree to begin. You can begin today. You can listen to webinars. You can go to conferences. You can, I mean, there's so much you can do. You can start taking your course. Like there's so much you can do. And I can tell you that if someone came out of the degree with a qualification and had done your program as well, I would snatch them up in two seconds because it tells Powerhouse. me more about that individual mm-hmm. than anything. Like that's, there's a winner right there.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's why I still do what I do. And that's why I think I'll always do what I do. It's okay. Most- I
0: got two more questions. And because okay. we, we, it's so much fun. We could just keep this all okay. going. Yeah. I'm going to finish with two more questions. The one question is going to be, what do you believe the future of nutrition looks like for nutrition
1: professionals in the next decade? Wow. I think... The world's your oyster if you just want to go grab the gold that's out there for you. I think it's still a slow-moving profession because, again, like we talked about before, we're still up against the challenge of the traditional conventional training that's there that's sort of still going a little slow. And even the continuing education standards They'll take some of what I do and they want to rip it apart. And it's like, no, this is, look at all the research. This is real. And, you know, so we're still on an uphill climb for sure, but it's available. It's available. If you want it, it's out there. I'm making it available. Others are on the scene now making it available. You just have to go there. You've got to be hungry enough for it because you will have the highest level of a career with the one that you love, the one that does give you that autonomy, the one that does give you higher earning power than you ever thought you could have, that does give you more professional respect, the one where you you are the most effective you can be. It's like, that's what I say. It's like, that's where we're going. That's just work through the system and then grab your gold and make it what you can make it. We get in touch base in 10 years
0: time and look back because I think there will be, Huge changes in
1: the nutrition professional landscape. It's coming. The programs are coming. coming, But I've had people go through some of the programs, and then they come and they're like, "Oh wow, there's more." more. Yeah, and that's why I do think that in the next ten years we're going to see a shift in the power
0: of nutrition and who's holding who's holding it. So yeah, and it's it's overdue. Last question: This is the Power of Genetics podcast. We have to talk about genetics. Tell me your thoughts about where you think genetics sits in terms of this story that we're telling and the power of
1: nutrition that we've been talking about. Oh my gosh. Like I said before, it's a game changer. It reignited, I mean, let's put it this way, when I was in school way back when, a long time ago, and I had to learn biochemistry, I learned enough to pass the test.
0: Me too. Nobody
1: ever made it real nobody ever made it practical nobody ever put the emphasis in nutrition that where it belonged and so i just blindly went through and and it's only as i evolved as a trainer always wanting to make the programs better and more understanding and more valuable right it's then that's where when i learned about i remember sitting in a hotel room with ruth debust when she was writing her first book <laughs> wow that? And now, and then since you came on the scene and you're all about education, it's mm. so incredibly important. It's like, yeah. And now we see how it's applied. So I've thrown a bunch of it into my training. I say, get out there, test yourself, find out what this is for you. And as practitioners, it's your golden ticket because if we're really going underneath If we're saying what's allowed the situation that the client comes to you with their woes, with their diagnosis, that's like, leave no stone unturned until you go down to the very deepest level, peel all the layers away of the onion until you find the root core. And I got to tell you, every single time, the root core is influenced by genetics and the nutrition that drives it. So you gotta understand, it's like, if you don't, I'm saying now in my training, if you don't have it, you're missing a key part. Don't be intimidated. It's a learning curve like anything else. Start with yourself. (laughs) Start with your family, but learn it because it's your golden ticket. They marry together like, I don't know, icing on (laughs) cake. It's just my okay. biochemistry and, and I love icing on cake. That's a great great analogy.
0: I sing on a very healthy beetroot chocolate cake. There you go. Let's go with that <laughs> It has been absolutely wonderful talking to you today. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing your story. Your passion comes through so much, even virtually, I can feel it in the room here in my office. It's just wonderful, and, and I'm just so delighted we're going to be able to share this with everyone else so that they too can be inspired. They don't get to, to chat to you like I do. So I just be bringing you into their dining room, their lounge, their kitchen while they're cooking dinner or driving the kids to school. So thank you so, so much. And everyone, I hope I see a whole bunch of you on one of the webinars that we're going to be doing with Susan hopefully very soon.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, it was wow. my pleasure to be here again. I'm truly honored to be invited to talk with you and to share the story because I hope that both of us continue to inspire others and help up level this profession and all of medicine. I'm happy to be in your company and uh, we're on a mission and we're going to. We're on a
0: mission. They're right not going to hold right up. Here. They're just, as I said, they we're just warming up. Yeah. We're just warming, warming up.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Susan. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for listening to the Power of Genetics podcast, brought to you by 3x4 Genetics. For more episodes, please visit 3x4genetics.com
1: slash podcast.
0: And if you are a licensed health practitioner who would like to apply to join our network of over 1,000 like-minded visionary practitioners, please visit 3x4genetics.com slash apply.